0: All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers.
1: You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust
2: is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crest busting with Dr. Pat Basili and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail.
1: Today's show, unbelievable. Are you ready? This is a quote from his website. Just want you to take this in for a second inspired thoughts create inspired dreams i'm talking about dr john D. martini he is with us today we're going to be talking about many many things right out of the gate though we're going to introduce you to the breakthrough experience for those of you that are are hearing this show for the first time i'm dr pat facility come to you every week with inspiring radio so that each and every one of us can live the lives we desire to live Dr. DeMartini is taking his gift all over the world. He is the founder of the Concourse of Wisdom School of Philosophy of Healing. And I want to tell you, this is an individual that has a life story that will uplift and inspire you in the moment that you're in. He breathes new life into audiences. He teaches many seminars. He has a phenomenal experience that you can attend, the breakthrough experience. There are many, many things that he does. So that we can be the people we were meant to be. So thank you so much for joining the show today, Dr. D. Martinez. Well,
3: thank you. That, what a great introduction. <laughs>
1: I am so jazzed about this show. I well, been,
3: I'm looking forward to it too.
1: Oh my goodness, I am so uh, excited about uh, you know having this opportunity. You know, in reason, reading your material, I it, I had to be reminded, and I really will say this on the air, I was reminded of how grateful. I am for things in my life and that is, you know, you know, what you talk about in, you know, your books. And the book that I have in front of me right now is called The Breakthrough Experience. I ask a question to each and every person, you know, that I've, that I've had on the air. I've been doing this for a number of years now. And the question actually came from one of my listeners. And it kind of goes like this. You know, they were watching you know, me and the slide and glide of life, always upbeat and happy and all of that. And they said, you know, haven't you ever had any obstacles? I mean, did you just pop out all happy? And so the question is, you know, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you have had to bring you to this very moment?
3: And that's the, that's the question you're asking me. What obstacles and challenges have I had?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I had numerous. I, I have. Uh, first of all, I started out in, as a child. I had, you know, I was born with a foot turned in and my hand turned in, and I was uh, had to wear braces on my feet and hand. So that was the first challenge mm-hmm. had to learn how to walk and run. I was told by the first grade teacher, uh, almost seven years old, that uh, I'm afraid your son has learning be Seventeen. Wow. From, from a book from cover to cover. I luckily I met a girl named Martha Rose Scartozzi, a little Italian girl that uh, was the smartest girl in the class. You know, the track. And um, she's the one that helped me through school, really, because I asked her questions, and then she would then read, and I would get information for her, and then I would be able to pass. And that worked great until I moved to, when I was about 12 years old, I moved to a small town outside of Houston where I didn't see her, and then I failed. So I ended up dropping out of school by the time I was 13, 14 years old. So that led me on the road uh, in the 60s, uh, hitchhiking and living on the streets. So um, I've had lots of challenges along the way, I almost come to death a few times. and. And then by the time I was 17, I had almost died of strychnine poisoning. I was about three, three and a half days unconscious. Uh, I was living in a tent at the time, and I almost died of strychnine poisoning. And um, then I met an incredible teacher named Paul Bragg, which you probably have heard about. Yeah. Paul Bragg, uh, and Patricia Bragg is still alive today, or his daughter. He was 93 when I met him, and he's the one that introduced me to the concept of universal laws. and introduced me to the power of the mind, body, and spirit, and the power of human potential. And here I was, 17 now. I just almost died recently before that. And um, what was interesting is I met this incredible man who absolutely inspired me and helped me identify what I want to dedicate the rest of my life to. So I've had many challenges, not only before I even found what my mission was, but of course since then. You know, At that time when I met Paul Bragg, I uh, was sitting on the Sunset Recall Recreation Center floor, sitting on this wooden floor in this little yoga class where he, where he spoke, and uh, he said that night... Tonight, you're going to determine your destiny. You're going to determine what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And whatever you determine is what's going to end up being. And at that time, I had long hair. I was a hippie. You know, I, I uh, made surfboards. I just assumed I was going to work for Country Surfboards on the North Shore. Um, and But all of a sudden, as a result of meeting this man, I had an epiphany and a vision uh, that truly changed my life. And, and that inspiration that night, I saw literally a vision of me standing before literally a huge group of people and I was sharing my heart about the power of the mind and spirit and healing. And when I saw that, I thought, where in the heck did this come from? And I saw that vision so crystal clear, tears were dripping out of my eyes and I just knew that I knew that I knew what I was to do. And I said and he helped me identify and write a mission statement right after that. And I said that I want to dedicate my life to the study of universal laws as it relates to body, mind and spirit, particularly as it relates to healing. I want to travel and be a master teacher, healing philosopher and philosopher and travel the world and step foot in every country in the face of the earth and share my research findings with people and do whatever I can to inspire people to live out absolutely magnificent and well lives. And I want to get handsomely paid and live an extraordinary and privileged life in the process. And I just saw that. I don't even know where that came from. Uh huh. But today I live that. hmm. You and do. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely blown away by what one idea from one individual, the power of one simple event, changing a person's life. And I've done everything I could since that time to try to do that for other people.
1: You know, let me ask you a question about this, because, you know, I don't know what's up with this, but, you know, us people that have had those learning disabilities, you know what I'm talking about, that oh, they yeah. say, yeah, that, you know, uh you're either, you know, I stuttered, for most of my young life and you know, did, folks didn't think I was smart enough to get past high school. And you Thank know God
3: for those those are our driving forces.
1: Well I was just gonna ask you about that. I mean, because you talk about it. You talk about those those folks that would show up in our lives, right? That we then, if we choose to, turn around and they become the gift.
3: Well it's never what happens to it's how we perceive it. I mean the greatest discovery of our generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their perceptions and attitudes of mind, as William James said. So I think I think the key is to having a perception. I mean, anybody, but it takes no effort to be the victim, but it takes a tremendous vision and inspiration to be victor, to have victory. And so we have to have victory over our lower illusions. And the way we do that is to be start by being grateful for what we got.
1: Have you ever doubted, I mean, after you made that first statement, after you had that vision, did you ever doubt whether or not you were going to do that?
3: Oh, God, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I <laughs> had many times.
3: I, I, this is what happened to me. After I left there, I, I studied with him for three weeks. Uh-huh. And one day after being with him for three weeks, he he spoke up. This is He, he would have a class in the center of Wahiwa uh, in the middle of the island of Oahu, and he would invite you know, 20, 30 people there, and they had a class with him every morning, early in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. He would go jog, and we'd do calisthenics, and we'd have fresh fruit with him, and he'd do lecture. At the end of three weeks of being with him every single day, I, did, I couldn't get enough of this guy. He's an amazing guy. He, um, he said, all right, you young people, I love you all. I'm going back to California. I hope to see you again someday. He was about to leave. <laughs> and, and, and here I am, you know, a high school dropout, and all of a sudden I get inspired, and here's my mentor just about to leave. And I go, wait a minute now. I didn't know how I was going to live out this dream. I, I was fine when he was there because I kind of had this momentum. But when he said he's leaving, I was like, whoa. And I had a little attachment there. So what happened is I walked up to him. I never had the courage to actually speak to him until then. I walked up to him and I said, Mr. Bragg. He said, yes, young man. I said, uh, three weeks ago I was at your Sunset Rec Hall class. He says, yes, I remember you, young man. I said, well, you said that whatever we decided and saw in our vision and decided that night would be our destiny. He said, that's exactly right, young man. And I said, "Well, sir, um, well, I don't know how I could do that." He says, I, "I was told I would never read, write, or communicate. I've never read a book from cover to cover. I, I have learning disabilities, and I saw myself as being a great teacher, healer, and traveling the world and stuff. And I don't know how I can do that. I, 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 guess I'm. I don't know how I can do it." And he said, "Is there any other problem, son?" And I said, "No." He said, "That's not a problem." Oh. Okay. And I said, well, "Well, what do I do, sir?" And he said, I said "He said he looked me straight eye and he said." This is what you do. Is every single day for the rest of your life? I want you to say this one affirmation to yourself. and never miss a day the rest of your life. And I said, "What's that?" He said, "He said, I want you to say that I am a genius and I apply my wisdom."
1: Mm. That's now that is a statement that and you can now, say.
3: got to realize that when I first heard that, I just went, "What?"
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: And, and, you know, even though i have been listening to him for a few weeks, I still didn't try to uh, quite identify it with him myself. So he said me, he says, now I want you to say that. So I said it. I said, I'm a genius and I apply my wisdom. He said, no, 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 say it again. He made me say it over and over and over and over until my eyes closed until all of a sudden I felt it. He said, I want you to say this affirmation every single day and never miss a day the rest of your life. And he said, the moment your body realizes it, tingles with it, So will the world. He said, never miss a day. I sat, I looked at him, he was so certain, because I I realized that whoever has the most certainty rules the game. He was so certain, he overridden my doubt. And so I did it. Now this is 33 years later. And I can tell you right now, I have never missed one day of my life. Say that. Not one.
1: Well, you know, so uh, you know what you're saying, and this is what you say so well in the book, is you know we have these times where we do have doubt, where we do have things that come up, but we have tools, and there are methods, and there are ways that we can overcome the doubt.
3: Well, well no doubt, there's no question that what we say to ourselves impacts our life.
1: Unbelievable. Isn't now, what it? happened? What happened
3: to me is I ended up uh, hitchhiking back to from wine to the North Shore, and I got to the North Shore. I was living in a tent. Some of the buddies that left me when I was sick and almost died. Showed back up in the tent. They were inside the tent smoking joints. All right? This is back in the, you know, early 70s now. I walk in. I lift up the flap of the tent. It's a big tent. I said, hey, guys, guess what? And they were smoking a joint, you know, and they, they look up at me and they say, yeah, John, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> and I look in and I said, I'm a genius and I apply my wisdom, man. And they looked at me and they started laughing. They go, oh, man, John's a genius. Woo! And I realized that was my first support group, you know. And so what, what happened is this, they, they laughed at me and they criticized me and thought it was ridiculous. And Of course, I felt that way somewhat too. But what happened is a few weeks later, practicing his meditation, starting to eat differently, starting to try to do things like read and stuff, starting to do the things he taught me to do. I had a meditation that told me to go back to Texas. So I ended up flying back to, from Honolulu to Los Angeles. I hitchhike back to Texas. I go back and I see my parents for the first time in many years. And my mom and dad taught me into taking a GED, a high school equivalency test. I know. I passed the test. Mm. I can't tell you how I did it. I just guessed. But I passed the test. I then my mom said, why don't you take a college entrance exam? While the surf is down, she talked to my values, you could go into college. And I said, well, what do I do? She said, take a test. I took this test. I passed. I'm starting to get some confidence built up. The first class I take is English and History. The first two classes for summer school. I go in there, I take my first test three weeks later in history, I needed a 72 to pass, I bombed. I got a 27. I was so crushed, I couldn't drive home. I had to pull on the side of the road because I was crying too much to see. I pulled over three times I was crying so much. Because my vision and my dream was shattered. Mm. My inspiration that I thought was shattered. And The only thing that could come up in my mind, I got learning disabilities, I'll never read, write, or communicate. It said the old program from my first grade teacher, Mrs. McLaughlin, came up. My new program from Mr. Bragg had not set in yet. So what happened is I sat there, I cried, I came home, I curled up in a fetal position on the living room floor. I couldn't see any light. I was in the darkness, you might say. And my mother came home. She was away. She came home. She saw me there crying. She hadn't seen me cry since I was younger. She came in and said, son, what happened? What's wrong? I said, mom, I blew it. I bombed it. I, I had to have a, a, a seventy-two to pass. And I got a twenty-seven. I guess I'm still dyslexic. I got the letters mm. numbers reversed. Mm. And she said, she looked at me, and she, I said to her before that, she, I said, I said, mom, I guess I'll never read, write, or communicate. I guess I'll never mount anything. I guess I won't go very far in life. And I, and I cried, and I felt I'd let her down somehow. And I really felt low. And I looked at her, and she looked at me, and she put her hand on my shoulder, and she said, son. I want you to know something. Whether you become a great teacher, healer, and philosopher like you dream, or whether you go back and be a great surfer like you are on the North Shore, I just want you to let, let you know something. That your father and I are going to love you no matter what, son. And she gave me an absolute moment of absolute gratitude and love. She was absolutely certain, and she was totally present me. I call those the four great healers. Mm. Gratitude and love of the heart, certainty and presence of the mind, bring miracles to people. So as I sat there, and she said that, something happened to me. My hand went into a fist. I looked up, looked up to the left. I saw my vision again. I saw myself speaking before thousands of people. I saw the vision of me sharing an inspirational message. And out of my voice, I can't explain why, but out of my voice said, "I said I'm going to master this thing called reading. I'm going to master this thing called studying. I'm going to master this thing called teaching and healing. And I'm going to do whatever it takes, travel whatever distance." and pay whatever price to give my services of love. I got up, and I hugged my mom. I walked down the hallway. I locked myself in my room, and I went to work. And I started reading dictionaries and encyclopedias and reading and fasting, sometimes up to 35 days without food, and doing everything I could to study the laws of the universe. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to know the laws of the universe, and I wanted to know everything about reading and learning about the laws of the universe. A few months later, my mother came up to me, and she said, Son, what do you want for your birthday and for Christmas? Because I was born on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, my goodness. And she says, she says "Son, what do you want? And I said, Mom, I looked her straight in the eyes. I said, I want the greatest teachings on the face of the earth, the greatest writings that humans have ever created on the face of the earth. She said, son, you sure you don't want anything else? I said, no, Mom, that's all I care about. So she went off to her uncle, or pardon me, my uncle, her brother. He was a professor at MIT. She contacted him and said, my son wants the greatest teachings on the face of the earth. Can you help me? He sent giant crates of books down.
1: Oh my goodness. I filled up my
3: room with everything imaginable. Mathematics, astronomy, science, religions, philosophies, everything. Mythologies of the world, optics, everything. Greatest minds. And I sat and devoured them 18, 20 hours a day. The only time I left there was to go to classes. And all I wanted to know was the laws of the universe and how the human being ticked and how human potential was. And now basically the divine order, the divine plan, I call it. So I basically have been on a, on a path of wanting to know that for all these years. And I, I've had many hurdles along the way, many challenges as a teacher. I had a challenge later when I first started teaching and charging for my, my fee, a fee for my talks. I put a bowl out and it said love donation. And at the end of my talk, nobody loved me, nobody put any money in it. Mm. So the next week I said, no, minimum fee, minimum fee. Five bucks. And a few people put five dollars in there. Then I said, minimum fee, ten dollars. A few people put ten dollars in there. I said, finally, twenty-five dollars. People started paying. And I realized that until I valued myself, nobody else did. Wow. Until I valued what I was dedicated to, nobody else did. And I realized that the affirmation that he had said was starting to stick. Two years after I came home and I sat in the, in the floor with my mom, I was sitting at Wharton and I was basically studying and all of a sudden, I was in the library, and a bunch of people gathered around me and said, John, can we study with you? And about 20 people gathered around me, and here I was two years later, tutoring him on calculus and mathematics. And this one guy comes up to me, and he sits there, and he says, that damn Demartini is a freaking genius. Oh,
1: my goodness, yeah. And then
3: I, and all of a sudden, all I could think of is Paul Bragg. Mm. Mm. And I, I, at that moment, when I heard him say that, I realized that what we say to ourselves, if we say it every single day, it makes an impact. Because now that thing was taking root. And that day when I heard him say that, I made a decision that I was going to fill twenty four hours of a day with affirmations. And so I sat down and wrote enough affirmations that I could recite nonstop for twenty four hours. And I filled up my mind with exactly how I learned my life instead of how anything else. Because I realized that anything any year of my life I don't empower somebody else overpowers. Any detail I live out of my vision, somebody else determines. Mm -hmm. Any statement I say to myself that's not inspiring becomes despairing, And I realize that my life and destiny was up to me. And if I listen to my heart, the heart is opened by gratitude. Gratitude is the key that opens up the gateway of the heart and allows love to shine. And when it does, it cleans the windows of the mind and allows inspiration to pour forth and allows enthusiasm to move the body to do what it is we would love to do. So I was inspired. And I've been inspired now for ever since that moment, almost thirty three years from that moment.
1: Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, on that note, let's take a, let's take a short break. And i got to tell you, you know, you brought tears to my eyes. I am so grateful for being able to have this conversation with you and being able to share your message with the hundreds and thousands of people that will listen to it on this show. I really appreciate this. Uh, let's take a short break. You're listening to Crest Busting with me, Dr. Papacilli, my special guest here, Dr. John DiMartini. We are talking about many, many things, but this is an invitation to each and every one of you that will listen to this program to really have and live the life that you want to you want to live and we have dr. Martini here that is talking about the breakthrough experience and many many other things when we come back we'll talk about some of these universal laws and how you can tap into the magnificence that you are stay tuned we'll be right back
4: Make the shift. Use food as your medicine. Mangosteen, the queen of fruits, a whole food beverage. It even tastes good. Many health professionals are using Mangosteen juice in their practices as a frontline nutritional therapy and believe it is one of the most nutrient dense plants on earth with 130 biologically active compounds, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antifungal, nature's answers to your prayers. The functional health beverage business opportunity of all time. Catch the wave. Look at the number one home-based business opportunity website, www.goodthoughts.mymagicwand.com. That's www.goodthoughts.mymagicwand.com. Or email, cw at goodthoughts2.com. That's cw at g-o-o-d-t-h-o-u-g-h-t-s, the number two, dot com. Or call toll-free, 877-848-0037. That's 877 848
2: Have you ever thought about owning your own company? How about a tea company? Fully developed and ready to go, complete with tea tins, labels, trademark, website, graphic design and more. For more information, please call 425-776-2170. The number again is 425-776-2170.
4: Are you ready to move onward and upward physically, emotionally and spiritually? Shift happens through professional coaching with Brenda Miller. Begin your journey of self-exploration and learning. Join certified professional coach Brenda Miller in a client-coach partnership. For more information, call Brenda at 206-529-8282. That's 206-529-8282. Or visit brendamiller.org. That's brendamiller.org.
2: Have you dreamed of firing your boss so you could work from home and earn $500 to $5,000 or more per month? Get out of debt. Achieve all of your goals. I'm not referring to a home-based job where you're employed by somebody else. I'm talking about your own independent business, introducing a major, major breakthrough in health and nutrition. We are looking for highly motivated people in this area to train. Find out if you can fire your boss. We'll teach you how to sell our four-step plan. You will need a telephone and a computer to work the four-step plan. You have been hearing about Goji Juice over and over on the airwaves. Now, you can help us take this miracle find to the world. Call and get your free four-step plan today. Operators are standing by. 1-800-301-5990. Again, the number is 1-800-301-5990.
1: How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
5: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Crust Busting
0: Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust busting.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I know you are on the edges of your seats. I know you are, because we have, this show today is one of the most powerful shows that we've had here on Voice America. We are here with an amazing individual, sharing his story, but also sharing the, the laws of the universe with each and every one of us, so that we can absolutely declare and grab on to the magnificence that we are. I'm here with Dr. John D. Martini. Dr. D. Martini is an amazing individual. He is, you know, the author of many books. The book I'm looking at right now is called The Breakthrough Experience. He he, he, is, he takes his gift out into the world. He speaks to thousands of people, uplifting, inspiring them so that they can create a more fulfilling and caring life for themselves. With all of the abundance and power of the universe. Thank you, Dr. John D. Martini, for joining the show today
3: oh thank you so much
1: well wow, let's talk about this thing magnificence. you know because it, I, I know you're like me you run into people and to actually look into their eyes and say you are magnificent is something that they've not heard that often but that is the key isn't it
3: absolutely you know i have a, a statement that i tell people to say as an affirmation to themselves every day that no matter what i've done or not done i'm worthy of love mm. and I always say where is god not you know you point to your finger where you see no order and i'll tell you there where your next illusion is there's a hidden order in what we call apparent chaos, and our, our job is to awaken to it. We sometimes are clouded and veiled from the great wisdom and truth that is revealed within us, and we see through the eyes of the heart. We see the order, and we see through sometimes the mind and emotions and value systems that we project onto things we miss it. So I'm, I'm dedicated to helping people see this magnificence because I believe, just like yourself, that, that there really is a star inside you, a shining, brilliant, illuminated, magnificent, magnificent, and certainty star that's sitting there waiting to to reveal.
1: Well, you know, let's talk about that because, you know, we touched on the fact that, you know, uh, perception, how important that is. And, you know, we talked about vision and mission. Now, there are some people that don't believe that they have a vision. There are some people that would say, you know what, that dream and vision stuff, that's for you too. But, you know, I don't really have a sense of that. And I know, what do we say to folks like that?
3: What I tell people, I have that every week in my program. Right? Yeah, I get that every time. And you know what? My certainty far exceeds their doubt. I'm absolutely certain they know what they're here for. And what I do is I tell them, I say, there's only seven basic fears that stop you from revealing to yourself the truth about your magnificent. The fear of breaking some perceived morals and ethics that you've given power to some perceived authority and their value systems that you've injected into yourself. So you somehow minimize yourself relative to some perceived authority, and therefore you cloud your own true vision. The other one is the fear of not knowing enough, the fear of mental uh, weakness or the fear of not having a creative mem- memory or imagination. That blocks people. The other one is the fear of failure in business. That makes people think, that, well, I, I don't want to say to myself what I really want because I might fail at it.
1: Uh-huh. The
3: other one is the fear of loss of money. Well, I'd love to do it, but I can't make money at it, so how can I do that? The other one is the fear of loss of blood wounds, That If they did what they did, the, the, the parents or their family would think, that God, they're crazy. They shouldn't do that. Well, the, fear, the next one is the fear of rejection by society, that uh, they're just basically saying, well, that, what people wouldn't understand them or think they're bizarre for doing this. And the other one is the fear of ill health, death, or disease, to feel that they don't have the vitality and the energy or it might uh, break them down to try to go and live it. So these seven basic fears, spiritual, mental, vocational, financial, family, social, and physical, block people and veil people from honoring the full truth that they have inside. So they know, I'm absolutely certain, I've not had one person I couldn't help them bring it out to the surface. But what they've got is they've got these fears stopping them and they help them break through the fears. I've developed a system to help dissolve the fears. So the truth of that purposeful and missionful life is revealed. It's sitting in there. Everybody's got it.
1: Well, and you know, you have a new book that's called You Can Have an Amazing Life in Just 60 Days. Um, and, you know, in that book you really have, well, what you say right out, out of the gate is, look, just imagine for a moment that you're living a magnificent, fruitful, loving life. Imagine that. So, you know, each and every one of us, the, you know, when we don't do the things that would help us imagine that, really, you know, put us in that place where our lives are pretty flat.
3: Well, we cloud the sun. I always say that we serve the world more by shining than ever shrinking.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: so what we do is, like you say, we, we're into insignificance instead of magnificence.
1: A lot. I mean, we dwell on it.
3: Well, it, the thing is, is I always say that there's an inner directedness and an outer directedness. Our inner directness, the ancients used to call the soul, and the outer directness, they used to call the senses. And the senses sometimes fool us into fears and guilts and things of gains and losses. And I always say the master lives in a world of transformation, and the masses live in the illusions of gain and loss. And they live in the fear and guilt game, the future and and past game, and the master lives in a world of presence. And so what happens is as long as we let fears and guilts of our senses and the things we think we're going to gain and loss run our lives, we won't acknowledge our magnificence. We're too caught in the past and future to be present, to see it. And the magnificence lives in that present moment. So what I do is I help people. I have a method to help people dissolve the fears and guilts, the fears of the future and imagination and the guilts of the past memories, and help them become present. And in there, they know. They absolutely know it's up. They see it. They have a vision. They have an epiphany. And they all of a sudden become illuminated by it. And then they go, my God, I have the possibility. And, of course, then the next layer of fears comes up, and it's never-ending. You have the next layer of fears that surface, like an onion. And then you use the process and the methods, again, to dissolve those fears, and you become clear. Like in a game of concentration, when two blocks go over, you get clear on what the message is behind the blocks. And so, too, in our life, as two personas and masks that we wear are dissolved, we become clear on our mission. Oh,
1: that is so well said. Thank you so much for saying that. We're going to talk more about this and really get to uh, the issues around, you know, living an authentic life. And you know, what happens when we can't live out and we're not living out our dreams? What is that all about? I'm Dr. Papasili. We're going to take a short break uh, and be right back here with an amazing individual, Dr. D. Martini. He is a chiropractor and clinical researcher, and from the age of 17, folks. So I don't know what it's about 17, but I kind of had it then too. Dr. Demartini made a decision to dedicate his life to learning everything he could, and now he takes his message and his gifts all over the world. And we are so grateful to have him on the show today. Let's take a short short break. When we come back, right here, more with me, Dr. Padre Sillian Trust right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We'll be right back.
4: Ready to move onward and upward physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Shift happens through professional coaching with Brenda Miller. Begin your journey of self-exploration and learning. Join certified professional coach Brenda Miller in a client-coach partnership. For more information, call Brenda at 206-529-8282. That's 206-529-8282. Or visit brendamiller.org. That's brendamiller.org.
2: Did you know that the second most cited reason why people don't forgive is if they don't know how? You and your organization can change this by supporting the National Forgiveness Tour. Sponsored in part by Dr. Pat Basile's Crestbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life radio program. For more information on sponsorship, go to www.crestbusting.com or www.theforgivenesstour.com. Have you ever thought about owning your own company? How about a tea company? Fully developed and ready to go, complete with tea tins, labels, trademark, website, graphic design, and more. For more information, please call 425-776-2170. The number again is 425-776-2170.
4: How does the idea of adding 20 years to your life appeal to you? Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific time for the the Liquid Low Show is about micromanaging your physical body so that you can activate all of your
3: 16 six- cells.
4: On the show, you will discover the secrets of cellular renewal that bring about fully satisfying physical, mental, emotional, and sexual life, as well as teach you why people in China are living to be 100-plus years without any degenerate diseases. Once again, that's the Liquid Low Show with Louis Moss, every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com
3: Business, sports, religion, legal, pets, entertainment. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com
0: Welcome back to crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Yep, you're listening to that show, that show that comes on Monday. Well, actually, we come on Monday through Friday, but that's on another station. We come on on Voice America at 8 a.m. on Thursdays and then again 8 p.m. Pacific Time, Today's guest is Dr. Dr. John Demartini. We're talking about many, many things. I want to just let you all know that if you want to find out more about Dr. Demartini, what you can do right now is you can go to his website if you'd like to follow along as you're listening and go to his website, www.drdemartini.com. That's drdemartini.com. And check it out. There are many, many things here. We're talking about many things today. Uh, the book that I have in front of me, the, break, the Breakthrough Experience, as well as You Can Have an Amazing Life in Just 60 Days. Thank you, Dr. Demartini, for joining the show oh, today. Thank you.
3: thank
1: you. Uh, you know, let's talk about this idea of dreams and what happens when we don't live out our dreams. Doesn't, it get, doesn't life get, like, really uncomfortable if we can, you know, have a sense that we, we should be doing something else and we don't do it?
3: Well, I, I'm a firm believer that any human being, or literally any biological organism, but particularly human beings, that are not living what they feel is their mission, at least perceptually, where they don't feel, if they don't feel that they're somehow perceptually having a meaningful and purposeful and inspired life, they end up creating feedback from their body in the form of signs and symptoms and disease to break down, so the atoms and molecules of the body are, in a sense, are disposed and utilized by organisms that will. Mm. So, in other words, if you're not living your mission, you're self-destruct. And you form, and so the body, you know, to those who have, more is given. To those who haven't, more is taken away. If we don't live our mission and live fully and are grateful for our lives and love our lives and are living inspired, we're living inspired lives, breaking down, and our signs and symptoms are doing everything they can to try to wake us up to our mission. That's feedback. I always say that disease isn't bad. Disease is trying to give us insights. We just don't know how to decode the body's messages and figure out what it's trying to guide us to do.
1: Well, let me ask you about that because you talk about this idea of a gratefulism in the book. Uh, and there's something that I was struck by in, you know, hearing you speak as well as the material. And it's this idea that, you know, uh, forgiveness doesn't need to be. We don't need to, there's nothing to forgive. I would like to hear you talk a little bit about that.
3: Well, I've been doing, as you know, research for a long time and yeah. I found something really amazing. If you look very carefully in family dynamics, you'll see that when the brother's, you know, cutting down on you, your mother's supporting you. When your father's giving you a hard time, the kids at school are supporting you. Uh, when your sister's, uh, maybe giving you a, a negation, your mother and father are backing you up. Somehow, at every moment, when we're supported, we're also challenged. And when we're challenged, we're also supported. And nature has an equanimity, a balance. When we see one side, we get either elated or depressed, and we get entangled by infatuations or resentments or ups and downs. We get emotional. We get baggage. Because uh-huh. anything we infatuate with or resent runs our life until we love it. So anything we get attracted to or repelled or our attachments, you might say, that keep us from being present. So what happens is our body gives us feedback, and anytime we don't see the balance of things, and we're not grateful for the way things are, and we're not able to see this balance of support and challenge, this nice and mean, this kind and cruel, the synthesis of opposites that occurs actually there, we're ungrateful. Let me give you an example. If you put somebody on a pedestal and you put yourself in the pit and minimize yourself and exaggerate them, you will want to change yourself relative to them. When you are minimizing somebody else and exaggerating yourself, you want to change them. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: When you minimize yourself relative to others, you inject their values into your life and try to live their life instead of your own. When you minimize them, somebody else and exaggerate you, you try to get them to live your life. Whenever you do that, you're trying to change them or you. You're not grateful for the way life is. And whenever you do, you're missing out on the magnificence.
1: Because you're trying to change everything. Because you're trying to change it. Yeah.
3: And what's amazing is whenever you try to change the person you love, they resist you with an equal and opposite force. Oh my but gosh, when you yeah. love them as they are, they transform into what you love. And so the same thing for ourselves. When we love ourselves for who we are, we transform into who we love. And so what we do instead of trying to fix ourselves or trying to get rid of half of ourselves, it's time to be grateful for ourselves. Because no matter what we've done or not done, we're still participating in a matrix of equanimity. Because whenever we're supportive, somebody else is challenging that person we're supporting. Whenever we're challenging, somebody else is supporting them. There's a magnificent matrix, a living biological matrix, an ecosystem of love that's sitting on the planet that very few people ever get to awaken to. Because most people are caught in their emotions and judgments and projections of values. What I do is I teach people how to see the matrix, how to go inside Schrodinger's box, as you say, and see say the cat alive and dead at the same time. See both sides of of the support and challenge matrix. And when you do all of a sudden you you go, my God, there's some sort of an intelligence keeping equanimity and balance. Just like Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine said, the will of God is equilibrium. And when the will of man matches that and sees that, he's graced. And when he's graced, that's gracias or mercy. And when you're in that state, you all of a sudden see, as I call it, the divine order. You're grateful, and you see the magnificence. I'm dedicated to helping people see that, and I teach them the matrix. When they see that, they realize that when somebody's challenging them, somebody's supporting them, and they don't snatch either one. They just realize that they're acting in love. When somebody's putting us up or putting us down, they're really just trying to put us in our heart.
1: Mm. Well, let me ask you about this, you know, r- relative to this, because, you know, I, I heard a statement a long time ago, I don't know if it was Catherine Ponder or, or wherever I read it, but, you know, gratitude and, you know, any of the, uh, what, I, what I should call negative perceptions, c- kind of crusty stuff, resentment, any of those things, can, they cannot coexist, so if we move to that plane of gratitude, then that's where our focus and attention is
3: on. They dissolve. So I always say when somebody says, I need to forgive you, what they're really doing is they're denying that what they see in others is inside themselves. They've got a deflective consciousness instead of reflective consciousness. They're going around assuming that they've been hurt without pleasure, which is impossible. They're assuming that somebody else did this to them, so they separate cause and effect, and they're not looking at the truth. When they really understand the matrix and they really see that no matter what happens to you, it's not what happens, it's how you perceive it, and that no matter what happens to you, it's just feedback mechanisms to try to get you into the center of your heart to love. When you do, you realize all people are participating and helping you become loved. And so what you do is there's nothing there when you're done to forgive. There's nothing to say I'm sorry about. There's nothing to forgive. There's something to thank. Appreciation is higher than acceptance. And gratitude and love are higher than... You might say forgiveness or apology. Mm -hmm. So I teach people how to transcend. Every week in my programs, by the hundreds, I see people that think, well, so-and-so did this to me and I'm the victim. And they disassociate their own effect from their cause. And so what happens is they think, well, somebody else did this to me in the past and I'm affected. But the reality is when they really do a reflective awareness, the highest level of awareness is reflection. They realize that they've done that in their own life. Who are they to judge? And whatever they've done can serve them if they take the time to look for the benefits of it. And when they do, and they really balance it, they realize that this person is just another human being trying to love, and they somehow had a, ba- a clash of values, and they're learning how to appreciate each other. And when they do, when I finish the, the Martini Method, as I call it, there's nothing but tears of gratitude. There's nothing to say I'm sorry about. There's nothing to say I forgive you for it. Unless you say, thank you for giving me this experience. Right. If that form of forgiveness is another level.
1: That's, a, that's another level.
3: That, that, there's nothing there, because it, I always say, where is God not? Anywhere you point your finger. Einstein said this, if God is omnipotent and omnipresent, then every human experience is part of divinity. Oh, I'd rather function from that perspective. I call God the grand organized design or designer. I'm not thinking of this in terms of theological terms. I'm thinking in terms of spiritual awareness terms. It's a grand organized field of awareness in here. I call God the great intelligence that permeates the universe, that makes all events work in a sensidium and, and a complete matrix of love. If we take the time to look, I can show people how to see it. And when they do, their lives are changed forever. Because then they, all of a sudden they realize there's no way they can be a victim. There's no way they can be is awakened to the victory that they have in their magnificence.
1: I love the quote that you put in your book, and it's in Chapter 7. And uh, The book that I'm referring to, for those of you that are listening, is called The Breakthrough Experience. And If you go to Dr. Demartini's website, which is www.drdemartini, you will find this book and many, many other things. Here is the quote. I love this. God is a metaphor for a mystery that absolutely transcends all human categories of thought, including being and non-being. Being. That's from Joseph Campbell.
3: Well, I always say that uh, God represented the ineffable. If we can put it in words, if, if, in my breakthrough experience, I watch people when they, as long as they're speaking, they're still in judgment. They're still in the word. Uh-huh. They're still in their mortal self, as they call it. The second they reach a state of grace, the second they realize they truly see the order, they're speechless. They have tears dripping down their eyes. They're in a state of gratitude or grace, which is just gracias in Spanish. And what's interesting is they're speechless. There's nothing to say. And in that moment, they have a glimpse or a glimmer of divinity. And divinity is ineffable. There's no way you can describe it. The last words before the truth of silence is thank you, I love you. The la- You know, if a person only had 24 hours to live, the only thing they'd be focused on doing is sharing their gratitude and love for the people who contributed to their life. And if you ask everybody around the world, no matter what the race, creed, color, sex, or age is, what is it you're really looking for? They're looking for gratitude and love. They want to be appreciated and loved for who they are, as they are. So gratitude and love is the pinnacle of the human experience and what we're all absolutely looking for. Just like Microsoft created the Windows that everybody in the world is now using, I wonder what would happen if we create a science. And that's what I have dedicated my life to, creating a science for gratitude and love so everybody on the planet could be able to function for that.
1: Well, you know, it's very interesting. I end my shows by telling my listeners that I love them. And I received an email about two weeks ago from one of our listeners who asked me this question. It was a very interesting question. Said to me, you know, I don't understand how you can tell everybody you love them you don't even know them.
3: Hmm. Well, if we go around, the true nature is love. You know, I've had people in my seminars that I just had a lady the other day that would not talk to her mother now for 31 years. 31 years she didn't want to talk to her mother. Now. Inside, I looked at her I said, look, no matter what your mother's done or not done, the truth is she's worthy of love, and the truth is inside your heart, beyond your facades, beyond your masks, beyond your illusions, you love her. She says, well, you don't know this person. If you knew this person, you wouldn't believe that. Everybody I know believes this other thing about how terrible this person is, and she went on to justify her illusion. When she finished the Martini Method at the end of the night, and she finished this process, she had tears in her eyes, and she opened her heart. The truth is inside that there's nothing but love. All else is illusion. It's way inside. But what we do is we put crusts on top of it, as you describe it. We yeah. have to be the crust buster. Yeah, we, we do. Have go, we have to go through the crust. Just like on the earth, you've got plate tectonics. That's right. And the thickness of the shell around the earth is like the thickness of an eggshell. Deep down inside is a great yolk, great fluid, great nutrients. That's inside our own being. But we have crusts around it. Our little personas are a mass, a happy and sad mass, a comedy and tragedy mass. But the truth is there's nothing but love inside, and there are always a synthesis of opposites and the synthesis of comedy and tragedy that bring out the love. We finally bring them into balance, we see that, and we ask quality questions, because the quality of our life is based on the quality of the questions we ask. If we ask quality questions, all of a sudden the doorway to love opens up again. And everybody inside, I'm convinced that every child deep down inside loves his parents, and every parent deep down inside loves the child. And is just waiting for the day to finally express that truth.
1: And make that connection.
3: Make that connection. Because if not, you end up with remorsement, and dying at the end of your life, going, oh, I didn't get to communicate my love and appreciation. That's what remorse, bereavement, and grief is. And then you're dead. And then then we pass. Yeah. So what's interesting is anything that we have infatuations over and anything that we have resentments over in our life are our attachments and bondage. We're in bondage to those things. If you've ever been infatuated, you know that the person you're infatuated occupies space and time in your mind. They run you. If you've ever been resentful, you know that they occupy space and time in your mind, and they run you. Anytime you lopside your perceptions and have an imbalanced perspective, you run. Only at the moment of equanimity, only at the moment of poise, not poison, are we free and liberated by the truth of equanimity. Everything in the quantum world is equal and neutral until somebody projects some value system on it, and they project their values and label it, and then they become attracted or repelled infatuated or resentful, good and evil, and all these dualistic uh, one-sided systems. In the process of doing it, they become attached, weighed down, and baggage. And anything we haven't loved, anything we're infatuated or resentful to, baggage is our life, puts us in diachronos and aging, and keeps us from living out our life as a magnificent person in the present with a state of timeless mind and ageless body, as Deepak says.
1: Mm. Well, let's take a short break. And when we come back, more with Dr. Demartini and more about your magnificence. That's why I do this show. And that's why Dr. Martini does what he does to bring his gift into the world so that each and every one of us can live the lives that we want to live. We're here today talking about many things. I'm Dr. Pat Basili. I'm here every Thursday on Voice America. I'm so grateful for Voice America. I can't tell you enough about them. And when we come back from a break, we're going to be talking more about something that Dr. Martini calls the Manifestation Formula. And we'll be talking about his other book, You Can Have an Amazing Life in Just 60 Days. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: cleanse, revitalize, and rejuvenate with Isagenix, a unique cleaning nutritional system. Find out why well-known authors Jack Canfield, co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul Books, and John Gray, author of Men Are from Mars and Women Are from Venus, both use and endorse this amazing nutritional technology. Thousands of people just like you are benefiting from this breakthrough cleansing, nutritional, and fat-burning program. Find out how you can benefit by calling... 800-550-0742. That's 800-550-0742. And listen to Crust Busting with Dr. Pat Basile. Don't die. Take control of your health. Cleanse, revitalize, and rejuvenate with Isagenix. Imagine losing 5 to 15 pounds in 9 days with our unique cleansing nutritional system. Call 800-550-0742.
0: Hi, this is Jack Canfield, and you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat Basile.
2: Have you
4: always wanted to own your own business but thought you couldn't afford it or just didn't know how? Well, check this out. Katie Evans, the founder of the Lighten Up Weight Loss Program, is giving away Lighten Up franchises. That's right. Check out the website, www.lighten-up.com. Yeah, you heard correctly. They are giving away free franchises. Call now, 1-888-311-1998 or visit www.lighten-up.com. Are you ready to move onward and upward physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Shift happens through professional coaching with Brenda Miller. Begin your journey of self-exploration and learning. Join certified professional coach Brenda Miller in a client-coach partnership. For more information, call Brenda at 206-529-8282. That's 206-529-8282. Or visit brendamiller.org. That's brendamiller.org.
3: Business, sports, religion, legal, pets, entertainment. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Crustbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And, boy, I don't know where the time is going. My special guest today, Dr. John Martini, And, uh, you know, we're talking about many things right now. We're talking about this amazing system that he has created that will help each and every one of us live the lives we want to live. Thank you so much for joining the show today.
3: Oh, thank you again.
1: Well, you know, in this last segment, I mean, I, I, there's so many things I could go on and talk to you about. Um, I talked about, you know, before the break, I said we would talk about manifestation and, um, you know, Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, there are people that say, you know what, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm wanting, I'm, you know, it's not showing up. What's the matter? What's wrong?
3: Well, every human being has a set of values, a hierarchy of values, the thing that's most important, second most important, third, fourth, all the way down. Whatever is highest under value, you have discipline and order around. And whatever is lowest your value, you have undiscipline and, you might say, chaos around.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It takes no effort to do the things that are highest on your value. You're inspired to do that. Whatever's lowest on your value, you require outside motivation to keep you focused. So every human being does that. Whenever they set a goal, a dream, or anything that's not aligned perfectly with their highest values, they have challenges staying focused and inspired to do it because it's not really what's highest. And what's highest is what they keep going back to. So whenever we set a goal, whenever we set what I call love lists, things we'd really love to list and create in our life, it's essential that we humble ourselves inside and go real inside our heart when we label these things and map these things and make sure they're truly aligned with our highest values and not just some fantasy that goes against our values. Because if we do, we won't do them. And then we set ourselves up for defeat and thinking, well, this doesn't work, setting goals. But the truth is setting goals absolutely works, but have to be in line with our highest values. They have to be congruent. Because whatever's lowest on our values are things that we won't get around to because we're too busy doing the things that are more important to us. So when we set goals, it's important to that. When we do that, we will dominate our thought on it without effort. It's automatic to think about what's important to us. We'll also visualize and dream and see it in our minds. And the vitality in our life is directly proportionate to the vividness of our vision. And if we see it vitally clear, we have tremendous vitality. And then if we automatically say it and articulate it perfectly to somebody else in such a way that they can see it when we say it, we know we've got a clear vision and inspiration that we can think about. When we do, we'll feel gratitude, love, enthusiasm, and inspiration just thinking about it. And Those are magnetic forces that track into us people, places, things, ideas, and events to help us manifest things. Then if we write them down and crystallize them and put them in time and space, when we're going to do them, where we're going to do them, and then we act with high-priority energy towards them and prioritize our actions on a daily basis towards them, and if we're thankful for whatever comes our way, because no matter what comes our way, it's just feedback mechanism to help us get there, all of a sudden... We get there. We manifest it. So that, what I described, is like I call the manifestation formula. A purpose plus a thought plus a vision plus an affirmation plus feeling plus writing things down in space and time plus acting with energy on the substance of the universe matter, being grateful and, and feeling deserving of it, we manifest things.
1: Well, it's something you said that's key, right, in, that, in, that, in what you were just describing. And the thing you said is if we do it each day.
3: Well, every day, we don't, you know, the brain is set up... Where so the lowest part of the brain has got large diameter neurons, it's fast conducting, and it's reactive. The highest part of the brain is a little slower, it's very refined, it's smaller diameter neurons. But every time we use the highest center, the one that's inspired, we myelinate the brain, thicken the nerves, and they go faster. If we don't inspire ourselves and keep focused on that on a consistent basis, the lower centers of the brain will keep ruling us and we keep being reactive and go away from what's inspiring to us. We have to train with discipline on a daily basis and make a habit of what our dreams are if we want the higher centers of the brain to myelinate over the lower ones and therefore we live our dreams as we inspire to do. Otherwise, we're just going to get caught in reactions and we're going to get in blame and shame games.
1: Well, yeah, and we get caught in that. You know what? I don't have time. I don't have time. And, you know, the bottom line is if you don't have time, you don't have time to live, time to live your dream. That's what we're really saying when well, we actually you don't You do never anything. have
3: time for something that's really low on your values, uh-huh. but you always have time for things that are high. I had a gentleman who came to me he said, Dr. DiMartino, I want you to help me become successful. And I said, so where are you successful? He said, no, I'm not. I want you to help me there. (laughs) And So after a few moments with him, I helped him see that he had success, but it wasn't in the areas that he thought he was supposed to. He had a successful relationship, he had a successful spiritual life, he had a successful this and that, but he was comparing himself to somebody else that he was infatuated with, he gave perceived authority to, he was minimizing himself relative to, and he said, well, I don't have success relative to that person. So he's missing out on his own success and magnificence because he was comparing himself to others. And Emerson said, envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. Whenever we put somebody else on the pedestal, we shut out our heart. The key is not to put people up or down, but put them in our heart.
1: Well, it's time to own our magnificence, isn't it? That's the key. Well, in the closing uh, minutes we have, what I'd like to ask you, Dr. Demartini, is I'd like you to ask you to leave our listeners with a personal message, a personal message for their lives.
3: Well, my message would be this, that no matter what they've done or not done, they're worthy of love. And I, I think it's wise to say that every single day and never miss a day. Because sometimes we think, oh, we've screwed up, oh, we've made a mistake, we think we've hurt ourselves or hurt somebody else. The truth is, every single thing that occurs in your life, it's just part of the magnificence. And if you go through to ask yourself quality questions, because the quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions you ask. If you ask yourself questions that bring balance to your perceptions, you free yourself. So ask the questions, no matter what's happened today, whether it's positive or negative, nice or mean, kind or cruel, how did it serve you? And don't go to bed at night until you can see how everything in that day served you. Don't carry tomorrow into the next day. Carry tomorrow from, I mean, don't carry the the past day into the next day. Carry that gratitude from the past day into the next day. Mm. Do not go to bed without a a tear of joy of gratitude. In other words, if you go back and you sit down and look at what happened and you ask, what's the blessing? If you go to bed with a state of gratitude, you'll be awoken with a new inspiration. Wake up. When you leave the dream world and then into this dream world, it's wise to do it in gratitude. When you leave this dream world into the next dream world, it's wise to do gratitude. Because gratitude is the key to the opens-up the gateway of the heart.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining the show. And, folks, if you want to find out more, please go to www.drdemartini.com, and you will find out about the schedule, about the workshops and everything else that you will need so that you can live an amazing life in 60 days. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Thank you all for listening. I love you. Make yourself a great life.
0: Thank you for joining us today for Crust Busting with Dr. Pat Basile. Crust Busting with Dr. Pat can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. For a copy of today's program or to learn more about crustbusting, visit www.crustbusting.com.